Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Well, Tampa Bay going for the sweep, and with 10.48 left in the third period, they have the lead. Patrick Maroon scoring 6.16 into the third. Lightning leading the Panthers 1-0. Panthers are shooting the Lightning 42-22. They have not been able to solve Vasilevsky this evening, so the uh, Lightning, that would be a surprising sweep if they finish it off in four straight. Avalanche and Blues are going to get going soon, and the Winnipeg Ice have just scored on the power play with a minute 58 left in the first period to pull even 1-1 with the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings in game three of this series. I'm at Rogers Place taking in this game tonight. Just the uh, fourth shot on goal of the game for the Winnipeg Ice. The Oil Kings with 11. They got an earlier goal from Dylan Gunther and a quick centering pass finishes off, uh, finished off by Winnipeg. So they tie the game. Baseball tonight, it is 1-1. Blue Jays and Cardinals, they are now in the seventh inning. Oilers and Flames at Rogers Place here tomorrow. McDavid and Dreisaitl flying last night. Four assists for Dreisaitl, three assists for McDavid. Milan Lucic, the former Oiler, now with Calgary, was asked about seeing those two players excel together. Not only are they two of the top five, top three, probably top two players in the league, you know, and, and you've seen teams try to put their two best players together and they don't have chemistry but I know from playing with them and now playing against them is they have great chemistry when they are on the ice together they know where each other is at all times um, you know they they're really good at they're good at one-on-one they're good you know like playing give and go and all that type of stuff so like I like what I said before that's where puck possession comes in to play and what's huge in this series and you know if we have the puck then they can't make the plays so it's about like I said and it's and it's all five guys on the ice that have to check those guys and that's something that we have to do uh, better moving forward a little bit from Milan Lucic who also today was asked about his collision with Mike Smith and he said if I uh, actually would have charged him that uh, neither one of us would be in this series from going <laughs> moving on here so anyway uh, so the Oilers are in a familiar situation they in the first round they lost game one to the LA Kings and then they won games two and three in pretty impressive fashion more lopsided than they were able to do against the Flames though Edmonton was pretty much in control throughout last night so they're up 2-1 again here's Tyson Berry I feel like we should actually be grateful for the last round and kind of the ups and downs of it I think it can take teams, you know, a, a full year to learn a lesson like we did last round. And um, we just know it's far from over. And, you know, we have a great opportunity in front of us here to to take, a, you know, a big step and a, a big lead. And um, I think the last time we had that opportunity, we didn't, you know, I, I, would, I would say we weren't really even close to grabbing it. So um, we know what our game feels like when we're, when we're ready and we're prepared and, and we start on time and um, we get into that rhythm. So... Uh, we know what that feels like. We just got to get to that feeling as quick as we can uh, tomorrow. 
All right, a little bit there from Tyson Berry. Leon Dreisaitl also came out and spoke today. He was not wearing his K-hat, by the way, today, or that he made the KFC joke about over the weekend. Uh, Dreisaitl was asked how this year's team is different from ones in years past. Well, I think we've just learned lessons over the over the last couple of years, right? A couple of disappointing endings to our season, um, a couple a couple of good runs. But I think as you get older and as you grow as a team, you just learn how to how to deal with these ups and downs, like Ty said. And um, yeah, I think I think we're we're maturing as a team. Um, we've we've gotten obviously older. We're, we're growing up together. So um, yeah, we're we're learning that. I think the playoffs, it is it is an up and down ride a little bit, right? You go up a game, you go down a game, you go up two games, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I think we've done a good job so far of, of just kind of staying even keel and, and the old saying, never too high, never too low. Uh, I thought uh, so far we've done a pretty good job of that. All right, so tomorrow, 5.30 face-off show. The game will start at 7.30 here on 6.30, Chad. Same deal for Game 5 in Calgary on Thursday. The NHL has announced the start time for that game. We don't know if there's going to be a Game 6 here in Edmonton on Saturday, but we'll keep you updated on the start time if that's going to happen. So that's the situation for uh, the Oilers, up two games to one on the Calgary Flames. So I, I want to flash back here. Like I was saying before, usually on a holiday Monday, we'll have the, the good old best of show where we uh, play some of our favorite interviews in recent weeks. I still want to get one in tonight. Uh, I'm live at Roger's place, but I think this one is worth hearing again. Uh, I know it got some pretty good reaction when we had this young man and his mom on the show uh, a few days ago. Uh, Declan Lord and his uh, mother, Lindsay. Declan is uh, in Sherwood Park. He umps for the Sherwood Park Minor Baseball Association. And I, I got the idea for this interview because I saw a picture of it on the uh, Sherwood Park Minor Baseball Association social media account. And Declan is umping, the home plate ump, and he's in his wheelchair. So he's a pretty unique story. And I, uh, I got to talk to him on Inside Sports. Declan, uh, I just want to clarify, how old are you again? I'm 13 years old. You're 13 years old. Now, I saw a photograph of you uh, umpiring a baseball game. Can you tell us uh, what uh, league or what association you're working in? Oh uh, yeah, I'm. I'm mostly doing uh, Shred Park Minor Bowl, and I'm doing U11. Okay, so you're umping U11 games in Sherwood Park. What got you interested in being an umpire? Oh, my grandpa is a really good umpire, and my brother did a year of umpiring as well. Okay, is this the first year you've been umpiring? Yeah, this is my first year, and I just finished game well, game four, technically, yesterday. Okay, what do you like most about it? I like being a part of the action and the play, and I find it really cool to actually be on the field doing something. Okay, good stuff. Uh, now, Declan, also I should tell people, in the photo, you're umpiring behind, behind plo- home plate and you're in a wheelchair. Do you mind describing the circumstances that, that led to you using a wheelchair? Uh, yeah, so um, when I was 10 months old, I was uh, diagnosed with astrocytoma spinal cord tumor and it relapsed twice. So I've had cancer technically three times and um, multiple spinal, uh, multiple spinal cord injuries and um, a bunch of spinal cord surgeries where they 
essentially messed, like, messed up my back. Wow. Okay. So you're a pretty tough kid. You've had to work through a lot. Has sports always been something you're you're interested in in general? Yeah, I love sports. I love, I love hockey and baseball and just um, I'm a real big sports guy, honestly. Yeah, right on. Now, personally, Declan, I, I think you're you're pretty brave to decide that you're going to umpire games, uh, e- even though you use a wheelchair during the games. Are, any, any kind of adjustments you got to make because uh, you're umping from from your chair, or how does it all work for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's honestly pretty normal. The adjustment I had to make was I have to get out of the way when the ball comes flying back. So um, what we did is we put my indicator on a landline and we put it around my, uh, we put the it around my neck and uh, so I can drop it easily and get out of the way of the play. Oh, I got you. Okay. Now, I, I got to admit, I, I, was, I, I was impressed, but I was also surprised when I saw that picture of you. What kind of reaction do you get from the players and the coaches uh, when they see you working from your chair? much of a reaction honestly just mostly the usual hi how are you doing nice to meet you and uh, you just exchange sheets and you're done okay uh now you know when it comes to umping you get you gotta tell me here do you have a generous strike zone or do you pinch guys a little bit <laughs> um sometimes you have to go a little bit bigger on the strike zone especially with the new kids uh, like they're they're younger, so they're still learning, and uh, sometimes you gotta give them a bigger strike zone, or you're just walking kids over and over again. But uh, okay. usually, I'm pretty consistent. Well, that's good, but you got a good feel for the game, and and, and you respect the level of the athletes that you're uh, that you're working with as well. Declan Lord joining us tonight on Inside Sports. He's an up with the Sherwood Park Minor Baseball Association, telling you about uh, having a spinal tumor and battling cancer, and now uh, umping games from his wheelchair. His mom, Lindsay, is on the line as well. Uh, Lindsay, when when Declan told you he wanted to uh, work as an ump, what was your first thought? My first thought was I wasn't sure how we were going to go about getting it done for him. And I was a little bit nervous, but I was hopeful that he would be able to. So when he was able to take the clinic this year, it was really a surprise and it was awesome. And then when they said they would work games with him, a lot of the kids at the clinic, they set him up with the wheelchair. So it was it was pretty awesome. Do you, do you watch him ump and do you get nervous like you would be, you know, some of the other parents might be watching their kids play? Um, a little bit. I, for the first game, we had a lot of nerves because I wasn't sure how it was going to go. I wasn't sure how people were going to perceive him. Um, and so we, we were both pretty nervous. Everyone was nervous, our whole family, for him. And uh, But then he went out there and you wouldn't know that he was nervous. He just... He does so well, and yeah, he just did a really good job. So now, I mean, I go to all the games to watch to make sure he's good, but um, it's it's good. It's not too nerve-wracking now. Declan, were you nervous your first game? I was very nervous. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. What, did you, did you calm down once you got into it? Yeah, it started out a little rocky at the start, like uh, every new thing you try, and then... Like, uh, as it went on, I kind of eased into it a little bit more, and it went pretty smooth after that. Yeah. Lindsay, 
Can you share with everybody, and Declan kind of detailed, I, I know it was Cole's notes compared to, I'm sure, what you guys have been through day after day in, in some parts of your lives, but uh, he kind of detailed his, his, his battle with the spinal tumors and having surgeries and all that kind of stuff. How brave is your son? Like, how awesome is he? <laughs> You're going to make me choke. He's amazing. He is super brave, and he has been through so much, a lot more than just, you know, a couple spinal cord surgeries. Um, he is unbelievably brave, and he is... He just, he always looks at the glass half full and he's not afraid to try things, figure out a way that he can do them. And we are so proud of him. Well, I think you should be. I, I think you're making me choke up and I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> listening as well. Declan, do you like, maybe you're not comfortable with this Declan, but I think you're an inspiration. Do you, do you consider yourself an inspiration or are you just doing your thing? Um, I don't know. I guess that's kind of up to other people if they're inspired by it or not. Well, I think they definitely are. That That's Declan Lord. So that was on the show a few days ago, and I thought it was worth playing again on a holiday Monday. He's awesome. <laughs> like, and he's, he's umping more games this week. Uh, his mom, Lindsay, was on as well. Declan Lord, 13-year-old umpire who uh, umps games from his wheelchair in the short park minor baseball association i just i that's such an awesome story i love talking to him and uh i wish him all the best really brave kid and very well spoken as you heard in that segment for sure it is 7:46 victoria day hope you've had a great long weekend uh the oilers won on friday and sunday so that helped alfonso davies was here at the game last night cheering the oilers on the oil kings are in action right now it's the first intermission they're in a 1-1 tie with the winnipeg ice Got a uh, new initiative going on here with the Oilers and Hockey Edmonton. We'll explain that when we get back. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. I'm live in Rogers Place. 1-1 first intermission, Oil Kings and Winnipeg Ice. Oil Kings did out shoot the ice 13-5. Game three of the best of seven East final. It's tied at a win each. Also today, Hockey Edmonton and the Edmonton Oilers announcing a partnership that they say will revolutionize elite hockey in Edmonton to help establish a pinnacle stream program. So starting in the fall for the 22-23 season, Edmonton's two male U18 AAA teams will be named as the Edmonton Junior Oilers. Uh, I believe they're going to go with uh, one orange and one blue team to distinguish them. The uh, two teams are going to have elite player and coach development and uh, the program is going to be guided by Hockey Edmonton's four pillars of player development, technical, tactical, physical, mental, and life skills. And the Oilers are going to provide access to world-class resources for both the teams, including stuff like apparel and equipment, player and coach development opportunities, facility support, things like that. Uh, I believe they're going to play out of Bill Hunter Arena, though the first game I've heard against each other will be at Rogers Place, which will be pretty neat for these guys. They'll play in the Alberta Elite Hockey League. I talked to Hockey Edmonton's technical director, Joel Lenius. Well, Joel, first of all, this is pretty exciting. Uh, explain how this came together with Hockey Edmonton teaming up with the Oilers here. Yeah, I think we, we've done a lot of community programming and partnership programming with them and had a really good relationship with Pat Garland. And uh, uh, when we were reduced down to two teams, we were trying to find an effective way to, to manage those teams, but also to, to label them. Um, and I think when uh, we reached out to Pat, he had some good conversations about uh, what, what we could name them. Uh, we spun around with Oil Kings and different names, and we ended up coming up with the Edmonton Junior Oilers. 
So just, I, I mean, obviously the, the AAA level, the elite level has been well established for a while, but just how does it get a, get a boost to have the Oilers involved as well? Yeah, 100%. I think just the, the resources in terms of facilities and equipment, you know, those are great, but I just think that the people that are involved within the organization is, is amazing. And, you know, you have Craig McTavish, who's a part of our hockey development committee. Uh, you have uh, Billy Moores, who's also a part of that committee. And then along with all the other coaches and the, and the people that we can draw information from, I think has been it's going to be amazing for the players and and also the coaches that are involved in the program how they can grow as coaches and then how these mentors and and uh, you know past players and coaches from Oilers can help to grow the players as well too so I think just from a mentorship perspective it's it's a huge opportunity for us to learn from an organization that you know is currently just having so much success and fair to say this is part of a, a continued evolution of the elite level I mean we've seen hockey academies kind of rise up in the last 15 or 20 years and, and now you actually have an NHL team involved that's pretty cool. Yeah, 100%. And, and like we said earlier, like we, you know, it's hard. Change is hard. And we've had to make some really difficult changes within our, our, our zone and our community for hockey, especially on the elite side. And uh, so it's something that's kind of never really ever happened for us before. But I think this is a change that's going to attract players to come back to our association, particularly at this level and maybe at the U15, triple U17 level as well. But I think the players that maybe would have considered moving out at different levels are going to now be much more enticed to say just because of the support and the opportunities that this partnership will provide to them. That is Joel Lenius, Technical Director of Hockey Edmonton. I talked to him at the news conference earlier today. So the Oilers partnering with Hockey Edmonton to introduce the Edmonton Junior Oilers to U18 AAA teams that will play in the Alberta Elite Hockey League starting in the fall. That is really cool. See how that's going to go. Craig McTavish was there as well. You heard Joel mention him. He's been working with Hockey Edmonton as well. So that's pretty cool. Um, Again, as I mentioned off the top of the show and I've touched on a couple of times, CFL players have rejected the new CBA. So we don't know what's going to happen right now with the CFL season. This will be an ongoing story. Apparently the, some of the players uh, are going to meet tonight, so this is not good. And the Tampa Bay Lightning have swept the Florida Panthers. 2-0 the final. Game four is over. The Panthers won the President's Trophy. They're out the defending champs move on to the East final yet again. Man, what a story. That is uh, that is a shocker. That Maybe not that they won, but certainly to me that they won in four straight. Mike Smith bouncing back. That's kind of the story of his career, isn't, uh, isn't it? He's done it a couple times in this series, pulled in game one, came back strong, left the game from concussion protocol last night. Here's Dreisaitl on Smith. That's Schmitty for you, right? Um, he's, he's done that... I mean, probably all all his life, all his career. Um, probably, probably a lot of people doubted him at one point this season or the season before, and he always comes back, and he's always great, and he's always, um, you know, shows up the next game and, and and has a big, big bounce back game. So that's a that's a huge quality to have, you know. That's a um, that that's a fighter right there, and and you know, Schmidty obviously has a lot of. A lot of swagger to him, a lot of pride in him. So, um, yeah, very, very lucky to have him back there. Drysdale and the Oilers, game four tomorrow. 5.30 face-off show, puck drop 7.30. It's all here on 6.30, Chad. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to three. Remember, his show is extended by an hour now on game days. Thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports, and to Angie Pinnell, the studio producer this evening. We've been live at Rogers Place. Thanks to the Oil Kings for welcoming us in. They're in a 1-1 tie with the Winnipeg Ice a minute into the second period. My name's Reed. Talk to you tomorrow.
6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.